Ed, now that you've been elected by the people of Abbotsford, I want to make sure that you're not taking your religion to Ottawa and shoving it down people's throats. And I assured him, I said, I have no intention of pushing my religious beliefs on anybody's throat. But I wanted to ask you, sir, which of my faith values do you think I should leave behind? Is it compassion? Is it mercy? Is it forgiveness? Is it love? Is it justice? Hi, this is Ben Lowe with Back to the Bible Canada and Truth in Life Today with Dr. John Newfeld and our special guest, the Honourable Member of Parliament, Ed Fast. Thanks so much for being with us today, guys. Good to be with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, we have a, an interesting program this week and next week as we try and talk about uh, politics and the Christian without being political. I don't know if that's at all possible. But that's what we're going to strive to yeah, do. Yeah, we're going to find out. Yeah. And uh, I'm just so grateful that there's representatives like Ed uh, within our government uh, that are very overtly Christian. That's your walk. People are familiar with it. Uh, they know it happens. Um, and uh, I'm sure everybody that you had the opportunity to work with are aware of, of your faith journey as well. Now, interestingly enough, the thing we do want to talk about is Christian in politics, or Christianity in politics. And uh, now you've been in politics for a long time now. Uh, you've carried some significant posts in cabinet with the trade posts you, you held when uh, the Harper government uh, was in charge of things uh, nationally. And now you hold a, a very interesting post as well in respect to climate change and the environment and those types of things. Can I ask you the question though? I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, if you ask most people, how does politics and Christianity or being a Christian in politics, how does that sort of jive together? How does that say, why would you put yourself in that position? What is it about politics? What drove you to politics as an individual, maybe as a Christian as well? Well, when I was young, uh, when I was nine years of age, I remember my father telling me on a school night, I believe it was a Monday night, he said, Ed, Tonight you're going to be able to stay up really, really late, well into the early hours of the morning. And it was November of 1964, and it was the presidential elections in the United States. And my father was very keenly interested in politics, and he said, you're going to stay up, and I'm going to explain some of this stuff to you. And he explained to me that the people in the United States were making a decision that would determine the future course of their history. And it was important that I take an interest in this. He also highlighted for me the value of public service. Now, he's speaking to a nine-year-old. He would have had to have dumbed that down. Yeah, yeah. But that was the seed that he planted in my heart that stuck with me for the rest of my life. Going through high school, university, I always had an interest in politics, more so than any of my siblings, my seven siblings. And uh, I always thought of back in mind, someday I'd like to be member of parliament. But then, I graduated from law school, and my wife and I moved out to Abbotsford, best move we ever made. It's a wonderful community. But we had four daughters in succession, four young children, and I realized that being away in Ottawa for half the year just wasn't conducive to family life. And so I got involved in local politics, school board and city council. And it's a wonderful opportunity for people in the community to get engaged. It's just one of those areas of public service that my father had already pointed to as an opportunity, and I took that up. And then one day in 19, uh, I believe it was in 2005, actually, Randy White, the Member of Parliament, 
for Abbotsford announced his retirement. Yeah. And so I was able to fill his spot. I was elected in 2006, and the rest is history. Yeah, it's fantastic, fantastic. Now, you know, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes when we think about politics and we think about our faith journey as a Christian or whatever, sometimes there's a tension involved. And, and you know, we, we tend to believe here back in the Bible that the Word of God speaks into every, really, area of life. Mm-hmm. And, and, John, when you think about government, when you think about politics, and when you think about those things, what are the things that you think the Bible speaks into in respect to those roles? Yeah, I, you know, for, my, for myself, uh, Ben, I think, and Ed, I think that, first of all, the story of Daniel in Babylon is, to me, uh, the quintessential moment. Mm-hmm. So Daniel is living in Babylon. He's not in Jerusalem, and Babylon will never be Jerusalem. And uh, however, he becomes prime minister mm-hmm. and uh, has a significant political role in Babylon and speaks to power itself. Uh, and we find him opening his window towards Jerusalem because that's where his hope is. But as his hope is directed towards Jerusalem, his activity continues to be to bless the nation that God has assigned him to do. So I have always thought that the role of salt and light, I, I think Daniel exemplifies that best and gives us an understanding of the, of the Christian that will look to politics today. I think yeah. it's a great model. You know, because there's got to be a tension, though. Have you ever felt that tension? Uh, being in the political realm and yet being a Christian, how do you deal with that tension if there is one? Yes, there is a tension. Uh, Politics is inherently secular. Um, One of the things that uh, you may not know is my middle name is Daniel. And uh, Daniel has been my role model for much of my life because of how he was able to speak to power within an environment that was very anti-religious, and certainly opposed to the faith values that Daniel had. I I recall um, on the day I was first elected uh, to Parliament, an older gentleman came up to me here in Abbotsford. He sort of grabbed me by the shoulders and said, Ed, now that you've been elected by the people of Abbotsford, I want to make sure that you're not taking your religion to Ottawa and shoving it down people's throats. And I assured him, I said, I have no intention of pushing my religious beliefs on anybody's throat, but I wanted to ask you, sir, which of my faith values do you think I should leave behind? Is it compassion? Is it mercy? Is it forgiveness? Is it love? Is it justice? And this whole range of faith values that are an essential component of who we are as Christians You'd, you'd have a tough time finding someone in Canada that says, well, you should leave any of those faith values at home. And that is what I try to do when I'm in Ottawa, in the place of power in Canada. I try to speak truth through the values that the Bible espouses. And I've had that ch- the chance to do that on many, many occasions, whether it's giving a speech in the House of Commons or traveling around the world as I engage with world leaders it's been quite a ride for me, as you might imagine, this kid from Abbotsford mm-hmm. getting to uh, promote Canada's trade agenda for four and a half years. Yeah. But God has been good. And he's allowed me to express my faith values in a way that I think has been meaningful to the people I've engaged with. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's an unfair judgment. I don't know whether it is or not. But we seem to put a little bit more pressure on Christians and politics to live their faith journey, then maybe we do any other profession. Uh, yeah, maybe that's true, Ben. Uh, 
But as you were talking, Ed, I was just thinking about you know, the, the idea of faith values and so forth. I, I think we can talk about the grace of God in a couple of different areas. I mean, you know, my job all my life has been to, to talk about the grace of God that comes through the redemption that is in Christ. Um, so I do nothing but encourage people to come to know Christ. But there's something that theologians have called common grace. And that's that God causes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust, mm -hmm. and, and that God gives government, according to Romans 13, and that government is given and instituted by God, and it is part of God's agenda of grace. As Psalm 149 says, that God is good to all, and all that he has made. And so by giving grace in a common fashion to people, it's still an instrument of God himself at work. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. So I, I would think, you know, instead of constantly parsing that thing, you know, and saying, ah, you know, politics, that's a dirty business, yeah. but rather seeing it is also an arena of God's grace. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I look at some of the great uh, champions of the faith uh, throughout history. Uh, one that comes to mind in particular is Lord Wilberforce. Of course. Who was the great emancipator of uh, the slaves around the world within the Commonwealth. And it took him a whole lifetime to achieve the emancipation uh, of slaves. And there was somebody that had tremendous health challenges, yeah. that had tremendous political challenges, and an establishment that was arrayed against him. Yeah. Yet he was simply faithful yeah. to God's calling on his life. And he changed the world. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it would seem like uh, we live in an interesting day. I'm sure every day you live in is interesting relative to politics. but. It seems particularly interesting this day and age when we see our neighbors uh, to the south and, and, and the political uh, circumstances they find themselves in uh, with the leadership there. Uh, do you find that, that today is unique in respect to politics for you or, or for our country? Or I don't know if it's unique. Um, I, I think we as Christians have to understand that Governments are made up of fallible people mm -hmm. trying to hopefully um, create a better community, a better society. Um, I, I suspect that the challenges we face as a country, broadly speaking, um, have faced our country and other countries around the world uh, before. Yeah. This is not an uncommon experience. Mm -hmm. It is... Uh, fallible human beings trying to provide leadership in a very fallible world. Yeah. And that is a challenge. And I think we as Christians, we accept the notion of sin and the fallibility of the human soul. And that's why we also cling to this faith in Jesus Christ as the person that represents the great hope who has paid the price for the sin that each one of us carries. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, uh, for today's episode. We're going to be continuing on next week with uh, our guest, Ed Fast, and, of course, Dr. Neufeld. We're going to be talking more about, like, how should the Christian respond to the political uh, forum that is, is in Canada? How, what are our responsibilities uh, in respect to governance, in respect to our civic responsibilities and those types of things? And so we're going to be doing more of that next week right here on Truth and Life Today.
We hope you're enjoying the new Truth and Life Today show with Dr. John Newfeld. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode each week. But we want you to be involved in the show. To submit your own personal questions to Dr. John, you can email us at info at backtothebible.ca or find us on Facebook by searching Truth and Life Today.